Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sunship Blue podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. It's been a long time since we last recorded an episode. So it's good to have my friends and my family and you guys listening to us again. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? Ubi, Tori, Judah, Mr. Controversy. How are you guys doing? Welcome to yet another season. Hiya. I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, so it's good to have you guys after such a long time away from talking Chelsea. For real. Yeah, I'm also happy to be back. Even if even if I'm not particularly sounding happy, but yeah. <laughs> I'm also happy to be back. But yeah, I mean I I reckon we have a great season ahead of us. So yeah, can't can't wait to get the ball rolling, literally. Yeah, you can say that again. Ubi, how was your holiday? Well, first of all, greetings to everyone. It's honestly good to be back. And I'm honestly looking forward for the season. Let's see what it holds for us. <laughs> well, my holiday was was all right, yeah. You know, summer, you just have to kick in, relax. I guess yeah. forget the stress. But yeah, all good, man, all good. Cheers, man. Yeah, Tori, I know how your holiday went because Celtics lost, so you're crying all, all through No. So. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Judah, you, hmm, Mr. Let's keep things positive. Chelsea sign players. Bro, I was panicking, man. I was panicking in June. <laughs> like I told you, and Tori, there's no need for panic. And the funny thing is that Tori is still there panicking. Like, <laughs> I don't know why she is so panicking. Of course, I'm going to panic. But, anyways, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the the holiday was it was it wasn't really like an holiday for me because I was working throughout. So yeah, yeah, I guess making money is important as well. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> of course, man. We'll get into all of that, man, you know. So how are we looking to this season? I don't even know where to start from because obviously Ubi knows we're late to the conversation. Everybody has done their preview to the season, and obviously this is the first episode. But yeah, um. We had a shocking preseason. I don't know if any moment stood out for you guys. What can you say about our preseason? Because it wasn't really inspiring. Yeah. I don't know. Tori. Oh yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did any moment stand out for you in the preseason? Um, I mean, I did notice that whenever Sterling played, he looked good. I didn't mm. watch much of preseason because you know Chelsea Chelsea never had good preseasons. I don't remember the last time we actually had a very good, very good preseason. So, like, it's always demotivating for me. But, you know, when Sterling did play, he played well. So, I was like, okay, this guy will probably fit in well with our attack. So, yeah, that was a very positive thing for me. So, yeah. Um, Ubi, how about you? Like, any, did any moments, anything stand out for you in preseason? Like, you know. Well, obviously, seeing uh, the new players and in the, in the preseason were basically Koulibaly and Sterling. I have to yeah. agree with Tori here. Sterling played really well. He had this flair moment of cheekiness that none of our players have. I thought actually Ziyech might have have it, but he he just, you know, that's another topic here. But yeah. <laughs> um, Judah, did anybody stand out for you like in the preseason, like from the Lone Academy or something, Lone Army? From the loan army. Well yeah. um so the for the first the first game it was looking good for Ampadu. 
but I don't know. I guess he, I don't want to say he fell off so bad from his first um performance. But I mean, the first preseason game where he played, he actually played well, and you know everyone was yeah. looking forward to what he can do the rest of the preseason. But I can, I guess it's fair. It's, we can say like it didn't turn out well for everybody as well. It's not just Ampadu, but but yeah. So it was the one I was actually looking to, you know, watch out for in the preseason, and and I I think there are talks now of that that say you know Tuchel is looking to, I mean Chelsea are actually looking to sell him now. So I mean, Bro. it's it's not what everyone expected. Let's just put it that way. So. So, but, but but to be fair, I think these new owners are actually very, they are very um, ambitious. So, I, yeah. I mean, I think they are not even taking the chance of putting, you know, whoever is not good enough as a backup. Like, if you're not good enough, they are not even going to leave you as a backup. As a back, backup, you know, they are selling you. And, you know, so, and I guess that's a good thing anyways. So, yeah. But... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't say anybody really stood out in, in the for me for me in precision because we all know that we didn't really have the best of precisions if we're being fair. Well, the yeah. only person that I would probably mention is just Kulibali because you know for the few minutes that we saw him on the pitch, we know we know what he's bringing to the team and we know how good they can be for us. You know, so yeah, I would say he's the really is the major positive for me. So yeah. Ubi, for me, I don't know like, who impressed you as a lone player. For me, when Judah talked about Ampudu, yeah, what came to my mind was Dujan Sterling. I was really looking forward to watching Dujan play in the squad. And for some reason, he didn't appear. And also, I don't know what Ampudu has done not to deserve a chance. Because, like, bro, it's been the fourth season since it's been overdue. Maybe third. Third or fourth season. It's been overdue for a real chance at Chelsea. But for some reason, I'm seeing reports of him being potentially being sold so i don't know i mean yeah did anyone stand up for you i mean i was looking actually forward to see ian Matson in action because he got a lot of praise yeah even colwell himself like they keep saying he's one of our best academy prospects but if i'm not mistaken he didn't play i mean mind you i, did, I couldn't actually watch every single game of the preseason i only watched the um a bit of the arsenal one and another one but yeah. yeah, so I'm not sure if he played. If you guys can help me out here, yeah, he didn't, he didn't play much. You're correct, but he played, but he didn't play much. So, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. So, I can't say someone stood out for me because the ones I wanted to watch, they didn't either they didn't play or they did play about a few minutes that I can't actually judge them. Oh, they didn't play well, or they didn't yeah. play well. That's unfortunate. Galaga had a very underwhelming, underwhelming precision, if we're being fair. Yeah. Um, Ubi, can I interject there where he said they didn't really play well? Because to be fair, um, we had players like Kennedy, um, Emerson, all these Deadwood players. Like, they were just frustrating to watch. It felt like the old Chelsea. Yeah. So when I saw, when I finally saw Sterling play, I was excited. But when I saw players like Kennedy, okay, to be fair, Kennedy did okay. But Emerson, Kennedy, all this. Malangsa, all these guys, like, I just felt frustrated. I'm just like, you know. But Ujuda makes a fair point as well because they didn't really play well. Gallagher as well. But it makes me segue to Tori now. Tori, do you think we are having like a system problem and do you think we play boring football as well? Um, We definitely aren't having a system problem. I've, I've always said that Tuchel's system is great. It works. It gives us control. 
it allows us to do everything that we need to do. It's just that the players are just not good enough. And I've been saying, like, we've been talking about the same players for, like, what, the past three seasons. So it's just, like, you can't, you can't, like, you know, you can't make a fish swim. It just has to swim. So, like, <laughs> I feel like there's nothing, There's we just need to get higher quality players. And I also don't understand where the boring football came from because... I've literally had some of the best nights of my life at Stamford Bridge. Like, literally very exciting, very euphoric, very fireworky. So, like, you know, I think, you know, when people just see three at the back, they automatically make assumptions. But we both know that's not how football works in real life. True, true. To be fair, though, people talk about, like, oh, we do sideways passing and stuff, but... I mean, I feel like that's just because sometimes they don't have, like, you know, an open because like an open forward pass in that sense you're not always going to be able to go forwards so sometimes it's okay to pass to the side but you know i also feel like better players would also be able to find better passes i don't know yeah true it goes back to quality yeah Yeah. judah what can you say about tukul's critics because obviously during the summer they're like oh um is tukul the right man for chelsea there was that period in between i think when we lost to Arsenal 4-0, or before we lost to Arsenal 4-0, there was that period where people were questioning Tuchel on Twitter. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Look, I don't know. How do I put it? I mean, people are so... Um, I don't know what is the word to use. Sometimes people are so ungrateful because yeah. the same the same system that won you a Champions League just how many months ago the same system that we know how high-flying we were in the beginning of last season before, you know, Rhys James and Chiwell got injured, where we were literally beating teams like Juventus. Juventus have never considered four goals in the Champions League for over how many seasons, and they did that to Chelsea with the 3-4-3 formation, the same system that people are complaining about. So, so I, I don't know, I just, I just feel like it's... People are just being um, ungrateful and um, should I say hypocritical, if that's if that's the right word? Because I mean, by the time you ask them that, okay, the problem is okay, you want to call out. What manager is available in the markets right now? You start hearing funny names like <laughs> so. Uh, let's not even go to that part. <laughs> I said, remember with Pochettino, we had uh, Marco Ross or whatever his name. Yeah, yeah, Marco Ross. Like, can you imagine? Like, since the day someone, some, like, since the day someone mentioned that name to me, I never, I stopped thinking that guy serious. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, personally for me, it's a very good system. It's a very good system, and it can, it can work well with the right players and with the right mindset. It's a very good system, and it's also a very flexible system as well. We all know two girls. Took us three for three can easily change to a four, four at the back and you know like off the ball or with the ball. You know we know how tactically flexible he likes his players to be. So yeah, it's it's a good system if you, if you ask me. Ubi, what do you think? I mean, you know you you spoke a lot about flair players last season. Mm-hmm. Do you think what's there now? Yeah, yeah, I I do think that. I mean, Sterling. It's what I was trying to say in the beginning. That mm-hmm. he's he has this flair, he has this it factor that none of our players have, and this factor will actually help us unlock defenses, especially those that sit in low block. Because obviously he's got the pace, he's he's really skillful, 
and obviously he's got a lot of experience coming from Man City, uh, having played under um, one of the greatest uh, managers in Pep Guardiola. So, you know, this is a really huge advantage. And actually, Sterling was one of City's best players when it comes to numbers, at least. He has one of the better numbers, you know, at least top three in all the team, which is really, really a big win for us, having got him for like less than 50 million for an English player. And we all know the English tax. Yeah. Like a Maguire and such. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. I think it's going to help, you know, shaping up the system better. But I do not think the system of Tuchel is boring, and I cannot understand the critis- criticism. Sorry for Tuchel. Uh, you cannot please ch- this Chelsea fan base, unfortunately. Bro. But that's a different story. Crazy, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but um, it, there was something you said that reminds me because you talked about flip. I want to ask Tori this question. Um, Tori, it's crazy how Pulisic has fallen off so bad, right? Because in FPL, I saw him. Pulisic used to be eight point zero last season. Now it's six point zero. Shows how bad. Yeah. I was surprised. Like I was like, shit. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, but he has fallen off so bad. Like nobody is even talking about Pulisic no more. Because he's shit. Like if we're being serious, we should cut our losses and sell him. That's the truth. I'm honestly over Pulisic and his brother in Christ too. Both of them. <laughs> I need them out. Like, because I just, I can't understand for the life of me. At least Cho, I don't know what it is about Cho. When he actually is on the ball, he looks good. But for some odd reason, he has no end product. But with Pulisic, it's just like he makes all the wrong decisions. When he should pass, he doesn't pass. He holds on to the ball. When he should shoot, he doesn't shoot. He passes. Like, it's just like he just doesn't have footballing IQ I don't know how to explain it but and it's just weird but you know the thing is he was never a great player like let's be real like when I go back and look at his like Dortmund days he was good okay but he didn't do anything extraordinary that we should have been thinking oh yeah this is the guy that's going to replace Eden Hazard so Mm -hmm. like I think that was a problem like we there was a reason why he was a bench player at Dortmund it was a marketing buy yeah, that that's exactly what I always say. And like mm-hmm. he was he has obviously brought Chelsea a lot of money, the whole American market thing and whatever. But like in terms of footballing, like he was very much a waste of money to me. So yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that he's fallen off. Alright, Tori, let me ask you this then. Okay. Who do who do you think needs to have a good season? For Chelsea to have a good season? Mm, Georgie. It's always Georgie, isn't it? I feel like he's honestly, like, the most important part of our team. When he plays well, we play well. When he plays bad, we all play bad. And I guess that's just the way it is. The entire system literally functions on him doing his job well. So I don't like that. I feel like we need to tweak it to relieve the pressure off of him, obviously. But, like... (laughs) He honestly has to play out of his mind for us to do well this season, in my opinion. So, and obviously also Kante as well. I would love for Kante to actually, you know, be back to himself. Because obviously when Kante is Kante, like, we're unplayable. So. Mm. Um, Judah, how about you? What do, what do you think? Who do you think needs to have a good season for us to have a good season? For Chelsea to have a good season? Who do you think? Uh-huh. Well, you say this question, yeah. 
it's not just one person it's it's like i can literally count like seven or eight players that have to have a good season for chelsea to have a good season because solely because of the only reason i would say that is because we don't have good enough backups if we're being sincere with ourselves if Rhys james becomes injured now who is going to with his backup as we know how that went last season if if um what's his name if Sterling gets injured now, who is the person that is coming in? The person we just spoke about how I many minutes ago, Pulisic or or Tinodoy or or Tim fucking Timo Werner. Like so, you can see I've counted two players that must not get injured just just under how many seconds. If Kulibali gets injured, we all know we don't have good enough um defenders as as backup yet. So, I mean, I can literally count like eight players that you know if they get injured, we should should that we are really 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 going to be concerned like we should be concerned so i guess it's not just a question of one person i'll just say everyone has to play well and hopefully they all stay fit as well because like i just explained if some of them start getting injured then the the season can really go down really fast like very very fast uh let me answer the same question so for me i'll say kovacic Obviously, when Kovacic is in that mood, he does that crazy drive through the middle. But Obi, who do you think? Who do you think needs to have a good season for Chelsea to have a good season? Um, well, for me, it's basically three players. Uh, number one is Jorginho. He's an important uh, midfielder, more like to the defensive role. He actually links both defense and attack. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's my goat, N'Golo Kante. N'Golo. When he's... <laughs> Ingolo, Ingolo, exactly. When he's in his prime, just like he had this these moments actually against Odinese, the three one, the first match I'm talking here. When he scored that banging goal, it was I think outside the box with his left foot. Yeah. It was amazing. It kind of reminded me of Leicester City Kante, you true, know. True, true. Smashing goal though. Exactly. And lastly is of course Kai Havertz for obviously scoring goals. Forget Kai Havertz. Yeah, he still exists, man. Not to laugh at your opinion, though, but did you just say Kyavans was scoring goals? Yeah, I mean, it's what I said. He needs to have a good season for him to score goals and for us to, you know, win titles, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Ever since Kai cuts his hair, I stopped taking him serious. I don't know why. Like, Mason Mount, what have you done to my guy? Bro, that guy yeah. is not serious with his life, man. Like, that guy needs to be put on front watch. No, like, but he... I like his haircut, guys. You guys are all shouting about police, these, uh, ZX, that. That is another guy that needs to be put on front watch. If I mean, no, I definitely don't think so. I'll defend Havertz. Out of all of them, I'll defend Havertz. But he needs to grow his hair back. But I'll defend him no, he doesn't. His hair is cute. Nah, man. Nah, <laughs> He, he he's he's just normal now. Like before, you look at Kai and you're like, wow, now he's just normal. Why do you guys think Tuchel is looking for an attacker, like a striker? Why do you think we're being linked to Sesko, Aubameyang, um, Vardy? Who else? Imagine fucking Vardy. Tetsi, how old is Vardy now? <laughs> yeah, but it's because it's not necessarily because Havertz is not good. I think he is good. We have Breyer then, if that's the case. Yeah, it's obviously but... because. Tukio doesn't think he's going to be good enough to get us the goals this season, and that's but just fact. Everyone fucked. knows that. No one is expecting flipping Kai Havertz to score twenty goals in a season. Like that was never the plan. Like he's literally twenty-one or twenty-two. 
Like, he's yeah. just what he needs is an experienced, good striker to actually learn from. Hence, why we want Cristiano Ronaldo. Kai, exactly. Kai has always been, I've always seen Kai as like a long term project. Yeah. So, like, I'm not too pressed if he doesn't, you know, come in. My problem is that someone like Pulisic, we were promised Hazard. So, he's <laughs> like, yeah, we have not been given what we've been promised at all. Do you, do you, do you know how much you bought Havertz, though? Uh, I think you have forgotten how much you bought Havertz. Yeah, but Havertz was seen as, like, a wonder kid. Like, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, yes, we bought Havertz for a lot of money. But remember that, like, a lot of other people were also in for Havertz. Who else was in for Pulisic? Aside from Look, us. Anyways, anyways, at the end of the day, I like the kid, yeah. But all I'm saying is this season, he's on fraud watch. I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be watching every move he makes. Because <laughs> now, now, if you don't get an attacker, it basically means he's the main person. And we're relying on him to have a good season, like Ubi just said. So... Now the ball is in Scott. He has used two seasons at Chelsea, so there's no excuse of he's new to the league or whatever, or he has not adapted or, or anything. So let's just see how it goes, anyways. Yeah, let me interject before I bring in Ubi. So I went to Cool's press conference today and he said Chelsea will play fluid football this season. So, in reference to that, he's saying, in a way, he's saying that you don't need to rely on one person to give you goals. Like Tori said, Kai Havertz was never that kind of player that, okay, you're expecting 15 goals or whatever you get. He's not that kind of player, in my opinion. But obviously, people on Twitter, like Monster and Co, are like, you know, like just what you said, Judah, that Kai Havertz on fraud watch this season. Well, in reality, he's not meant to be our main... He's not... Bro, I said he's not bro, our first. Bro, all the things you guys are saying, yeah. We didn't buy... But when we bought Havertz, did we bring him to score 20 goals a season? No! At the end of the day... Would you love to have the 20 goals in this season? Yes or no, please? Yes, but I'm saying that was never his role. He's the main striker. He has to provide the goals, whether you guys like it or not, whether you want to share yes, it. Yes, but I'm goals. saying that you can easily say that about anybody else, though. Because at the end of the day, that's not what he was brought here to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Point another point about when Tommy was saying fluid football means he's, he's not he's not expecting goals from him or something. No, that's not the case. The only reason why I was talking about fluid football is because if you watch the Udinese game, yeah, you would see the way the, the three of them, that is Mount, Avats, and Sterling, were actually like rotating, changing positions between themselves. Like, yeah, at one point, you're seeing Avats on the wing and Sterling in the middle. So that's just the fluid that it means. It does not mean that <laughs> that he's going to is going to allow. Have to go go a season without having enough goals. No, but Judah, the reason why City are so lethal is because you genuinely will never know who is going to score. Like every everybody exactly. on their team is technically a goal scorer, which is exactly how I feel like it should be at Chelsea. Let's be honest. Uh, for how many? Clearly, this for having one main striker thing doesn't work for us. But you con- you just contradicted yourself. Is a goal scorer? You said you said there are three front line are goal scorers. Is a goal scorer? contradicting myself what i'm saying is that everybody needs at least the entire attacking line should be contributing to the goal scoring not just have it we don't need only one person to score all our goals because then what happens i because literally imagine liverpool what would happen to liverpool if salah got like a season-ending injury like yeah. what do you think would happen to them they have other people shooting and they don't have ex- and but when you think about someone like city like 
when Sterling doesn't play, okay. When Jesus doesn't play, okay. When this person doesn't play, okay. Because they can just, it doesn't matter. They just keep it pushing. And that's what I feel like is better. Yeah, that's what Tuko was alluding to, Judah. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, um, Ubi, what's your opinion on the Kaihaba situation? You know? Personally, I would call him a bit of slack because don't forget he's the reason we won the Champions League if he didn't score that goal. Yeah, we some might... <laughs> No, really. Some may argue it was an easy goal, but it was not. It, yeah. it required a lot of composure in front of Ederson, one of the greatest goalkeepers ever. I just, I just knew somebody was going to bring it up. I just knew. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it's the truth, man. I'm not the kind of person that just cancels out a player just because he's having a rough bat. Thank you. And I do agree with you, jo Judah, and Tori at the same time. Judah, it's good that you said he's on fraud watch. I mean, maybe fraud watch is a bit of a harsh sentence here, but hey, I do agree uh, with you to a certain uh, extent. Can I interject again? Coming, Judah, I'm, ref I'm referring to Judah now. Coming from the guy who defended Lukaku all through last season, you have the guts to put Kahavas on fraud watch. I'm watching you, man. <laughs> oh, coming from the person that put Mendy on fraud watch, you have the guts to 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 say to say to say Havertz cannot be on fraud watch. I you beg. guys, <laughs> anybody can be on fraud watch, yeah. But the thing is, yeah, let's also remember that he's young. Like every young player goes through like hot periods and cold periods. Because there were times when yeah. I remember last season, there were times where like he would score like two three games in a row, and everybody would be like, oh my god. We can't. Why are we playing Lukaku when Havertz is the better one? Blah blah blah. Like there have been times that we've all liked Havertz. This is just another like kind of you know dip in form. But he'll come back. He's a good player. No doubt. No doubt. At that. the end of the day, I'm going to be in my garden tomorrow doing the Havertz challenge. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. He's gonna score a brace or something just because you talked about him, right? <laughs> Amen. Um, Ubi, I was gonna ask you like. How much pressure do you think Tuchel is under this season? Uh, I feel like he's under more pressure than last season because, of course, he's been with us for you know longer time. It's new ownership. Obviously, a lot of uh, players, such as the latest one, as for now, Kukureya, he's joined from Brighton for a lot of money and stuff. And I think it's a good signing. When that's not your question, but I'm just reflecting here. I think with all the new signings, all the money we're splashing, and potentially we're going to splash even more on, they're saying, the young, and even Fofana, we'll see what happens. I think he's obviously under more pressure, mm -hmm. but I don't think he, it's going to reach to the level where he's going to be kicked out or sacked, you know? See, trust me, yeah. Um, Tommy, first of all, are you talking of internal pressure or external pressure? Which one? Like, Are you talking of pressure from the board or just like generally? Outside, outside pressure. Outside pressure. Look, see, the fact is, <laughs> presently, at this point in time, Chelsea are actually flying under the radar because these pundits and these guys have seen a lot yep. of their positions, have seen a lot of their quotes. They are all saying Chelsea I'm are... I'm even happy about that. Exactly. So that's, that's, I'm just, that's what I'm getting to the point where I'm going to say, Tuchel, is, if you look at it, he's actually not really under much pressure at all, apart from the pressure that he's going to give himself, you know, because mm -hmm. this point is saying we're we are out of top four. Just today, just today, Rio Ferdinand was talking and they asked him, we was a top four prediction? He literally put Tottenham and Manchester United above Chelsea. So, <laughs> so, so you, you know what I'm saying? So, 
I, I really don't believe we are. I would even say we were under more pressure last season than this season, you know. Last season when we were just uh, coming off from a Champions League win and, you know, um, yeah. Chelsea were flying at the beginning of the season and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, and it's it's crazy how this point has changed, like changed their tone, you know, because back in December, I saw a quote of Michael Owen, you know, where he was saying that, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool are the top three teams in the world. This, that, and all of a sudden, when Chelsea season, you know, came crashing down, all of a sudden the tone changed, and all of them are, uh, you know, excluding Chelsea from that discussion now. But yeah, I, I don't believe he's under much pressure. If, if you ask me, though. Fair enough. Um, actually, let me come to Tori. Tori, what, what, what do your objectives for the season is? Hmm. Objectives. Personally. I think we should try to win. You know, I personally don't believe in not trying to win. You know, don't limit yourself. Go for it. So we should definitely try to win Prem. Um, You know, I would be fine if we, like, won something. You know, like an FA Cup, Champions League, Carabao Cup, any of those. I'm good with anything, really. Because I feel like it was very unfortunate that we were in two cup finals last season but we didn't win either of them so i'm praying to god one let's break our wembley curse this year actually we need to break it because (laughs) yeah you ready for another um run to the another carabao cup run another fa cup run are you ready for that what do you mean by run as in like you know how we like precisely the FA Cup now. Like this will be the fourth year in a row that will probably make it to the FA Cup final if we make it to the FA Cup oh, final. Like, there's no point of of us going all the way to the final only to lose. We need to stop That's this bullshit. It's <laughs> annoying. Like so, I just want us to break our Wembley curse so that at least we know that it's over. <laughs> so yeah. Mickey Mouse will give you an interview only for him to go miss penalty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I also think Mount is going to have a good season, but that's by the way. Anyway, I think that we 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 should be doing really well in the Champions League. Like we went so far last year. I so think far. that if we had gotten through that Madrid hurdle, cough cough, um, <laughs> that we would have even been in the final. In all honesty, I honestly do think that. So yeah. like, I feel like we should be able to push also this year as far as we can. So yeah. yeah, let's try to get to the final of champs. We can do it. Um, yeah. So I'm expecting maybe like two trophies. Amen. Yeah, maybe a big one. So either Prem or Champs. And yeah. then a small one like FA Cup or Carabao. Fair enough, fair enough. For me, before I come to you, Ubi, for me, I'll say I'm desperate to win the Premier League this season. So for me, Premier League, then I can take Champions League, you know, but yeah. Who is that guy? <laughs> Premier League and Champions League in the same season. <laughs> no, I'm saying one or the other. I'm saying one or the other. Oh, okay. <laughs> one or the other. But mainly Premier League. Like I need the Premier League. So yeah, that's why I'm happy because like everybody's um under under underestimating us. So I'm happy. It's a good omen. So I'll take that. But yeah, um, Ubi, what's the objectives for this new season? Well, of course, it would be nice to win a trophy. I do agree with you, actually. Premier League, it's been a while. It's been a few years now. Yeah. It would be nice to balance our record with City. They can't believe they've been you know, above us and whatnot. 
But um, yeah, I think uh, if not the Premier League, maybe two smaller cups like FA Cup, Carabao Cup would be good enough. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure we're gonna go far in the Champions League though. Why? Why? A lot of your because a lot of European uh, clubs have signed big players. Like I'm talking about Bayern Munich with Sané. Of course, Barcelona. As much as I hate them right now because of the whole transfer sagas. Yeah. But they have Lewandowski now. Let's they have see if Alonso. They can register them first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> I hope they can't. But hey, if they do, they're really dangerous. To be honest, this is why it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Let, let no we spend too much time. Let's just go for my objectives. Yeah, objectives. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah, my objective yeah is very straightforward. Trust me, like very straightforward. Just top two. No, sorry, I said top top three in the Premier League. So I mean, I can't be bothered if I get second, third, or whatever. I just top three in the Premier League, and in Champions League, I just want them to give me Barcelona in the quarterfinal, please. That's all I'm asking for. Like I know, I know they are not going to get to the semi-final, so please just give me them in the quarterfinal. Like just give them to me in the quarterfinal. I'm begging, like I'm on my knees, and let me trash them and go on to win the Champions League. That is just my objective for for this season. Like I don't have any objective anymore. Like I don't care about the FA Cup or Wembley Wembley course or whatever. I just want Barcelona. Beat them. I'm going to win the Champions League and the top three finish. That's all. Fair enough. It leads me to ask this question now. So obviously, in the group, in the Champions League group stage next month, who would you guys like? Would you like more of Inter or would you like more of um? Inter Milan, please. Inter Milan, please. Yeah, indeed. Why? Why Inter? Lukaku. Yeah, I know. Like, why? Why? Wait, wait, did you say Inter or Barcelona? I was like. Who would you like more? Like in the group stage, for example. Yeah, for we me, can't, we can't we can't get Barcelona though. That's the problem. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, we can't get them. We're in the same pot. Ah, okay. But for some reason, I said I think we'll get Real Madrid in the group stage. But just yeah, who do you think Inter? You're saying we won't get back up. Okay. Mm, Real Madrid is actually going to be an interesting one though. If we get Madrid again, I'll be really tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one as well. Ubi, what do you think? Who who are you like in the group stage? I'm hoping. For, I'm also hoping for Inter Milan for obvious reasons. Why? Why Luca? And I mean, it, because we need to show him that we're good without him, and also to prove that he cannot even score oh, against yes, us. Yes, so I want Inter Milan and Barcelona. I want. I want to beat their bomb bombs. <laughs> <laughs> But Ubi, you said you want us to prove that we're better than well, you know, we're good without him. But if we win the Premier League, it means we're good without him. If we win the Champions League, obviously it means we're good without him. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's like you win the battle, are you going to win the war kind of thing? So for me, like it's like this guy doesn't know the joy that you get from actually beating someone like in in ah. his house and like like laughing at him, rubbing it at his face. Like it's like you don't know the joy, <laughs> the joy in that. Yes, well, like Lukaku is our, you know, our number nine. Let's support him. And I was telling you guys now, all of a sudden, I don't know about Ubi, but I'm referring to Judah and Tori precisely. Bro, bro, but, bro. As far as you're wearing my shirt, as far as you're wearing my shirt and you're playing for my club, I would never like drag you to the extent you guys were dragging Lukaku and all that. So you can. Exactly. Now you guys were doing too much. Yeah? Exactly. They were doing too much. That's just the point. <laughs> There's so many people like this, like, but I won't drag you the way that you guys are dragging Katusha. 
no, come on. It's different with, with Lukaku. I myself would never turn against one of our players, but he's a very exceptional. He's even worse than Drinkwater and Bakayoko, to me at least. Why he's worse? I'm not talking about abilities. Forget the ball. I'm talking about personality yeah. and the way he represents the club. Yeah. This is why. It's like who you think you are to just come up like that with your interviews, with your opinions, with your quotes yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. You know what I mean? This the is number why. one thing for me was that he embarrassed us. And I cannot, as a Nigerian woman, I cannot take embarrassment. Mm. <laughs> he embarrassed us outside in front of everybody. That's why <laughs> yeah, it's good that he went back to inside in peace. Just, mm, just go. <laughs> No, as in he just kept, he has he, he's turned off all of his comments everywhere because he knows that if if God forbid he should turn it back on, everybody will be insulting him. So let him just go and you live in his perfect world. Bye bye. Is it what? Because me, I don't even know what to. I don't know how I support Inter this season. Not like support, support, but like watch. I was enjoying watching the football last season, so this season is confusing for me. But yeah, Ubi, would you like to round up? Yeah, no, sorry, so guys, before before we round up, before we yeah. round up, so like, um, what are you guys' transfer objectives for the for this season? Like, I mean, the, the remainder of the transfer window, we already know the players we've got. So, which player are, are you guys looking forward to getting? And like, just mention names. So, yeah. Well, for for me, I would like to have Fofana, the young, and an attacker. Although the attacker is not that necessary because we signed the one, the wonder kid from Aston Villa, Chukwemeka, Chuk or I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, actually, guys, I don't know. I wanted to ask about that as well because I've, I don't know. I've been wondering, like, everyone is saying Chukwemeka brought him in to play first team and, you know, he's going to have some sort of role. But, like, where do you guys actually see him playing in this formation? Because, I don't know, I, I'm very sure... I. I don't really, I don't really want to see him on the wing. I, he's not. I don't think he's that kind no. of player that needs to thrive on the wing. And at the same time, I don't think he can. He's ready to play the cover switch role either, because you know he's actually the type of player who drive with the ball. You know, he's he's good with the ball on his feet, and you know, dribbling ability is there. Everything is there, but I don't know. I just feel like I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see Tuchel is really going to fit him into. Yeah. You know, he's 18 years old. Like, there's so much room for growth. Yeah. So, Tuchel can actually mold him to play where he wants him to play. So, I, I feel like if he wants him to play on the wing, he will literally just try to coach him to that. Obviously, Tuchel bought him for a reason, you know. So, there's cl- he ha- clearly has something in mind. Maybe we don't know the plan yet, but we'll definitely see it when he does the, do the, it. The only place I can see him driving is if he plays the um, the three three four one two. you know, where the one where yeah. plays in central attacking midfielder. Oh, boy. If you put if you put Tuchel in that role, I, I'm very sure he's going to drive there. So, that's, the, that's really the only role I can really see him playing. I don't know. I don't know. Judah. That's what I've been saying. You let me land. I've been saying Mount's role, Mount's role. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, presently, presently, Mount's role is actually on the wing. Like like we said, the fluid, the fluid um front three where they they yeah. they, they you know go to the wing and middle and everywhere. Let's be sincere, Chikubeka cannot do that. That's nice. That's nice strong suit. <laughs> so so like you can't just say Mount's role just like that because we know Mount is literally like jack of all trades. So <laughs> you know he has different roles in the team depending on what Tuka wants from him. So so yeah. Uh, on that note, Ubi really likes to round us off. It's been an interesting episode. Obviously, a bit rusty, but yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, sure. I mean, as I said in the beginning, it's always good to be back. This is only episode one. We haven't even played as Chelsea. We play actually tomorrow as the time of recording this episode. And actually, Arsenal are about to play. So, hey, let's see what happens. What, let's see what this season holds for us. Hopefully, guys, we come back with more cheerful, cheerful thoughts, more positive energy when we win something, when we're like, you know, winning against bigger teams. And yeah, looking forward to do this with you, Tommy, and with our guests and with our audience, honestly. Looking forward to do that. Me too, me too, me too. Um, just a little shout out to Frank Lampard. We're looking forward to playing you tomorrow. So yeah. But in the words of Tori, screw the, the Gunner Rats. So yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Judah, would you like to say anything? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, basically, I just hope we have a great season this coming season. And yeah, up the chairs. And. Has to be three points tomorrow, please. Like I'm on my knees. I can't. I can't. I can't see myself losing to Lampard anymore, please. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everybody, go listen to Tori's latest episode. She just dropped an episode. Yes. Yeah. My prem predictions, if you want to know. Yeah, guys, have a nice day. You too. Bye.